your Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. We are brought to you by Rock Auto. Head over to rockauto.com to get all your automotive needs. That way you're not having to go stand in line at O'Reilly's or AutoZone or wherever you go to get your automotive parts. Cammy, Cammy, Cammy. We got a busy day today. We got a full show. We're going to talk about recruiting, mm-hmm. uh, potential candidates to be the next star at Texas. You know, there's a, there's a long list here of ten guys. Uh, also, which newcomer will make the biggest impact in 2020? And football players slowly returning to campus now, being tested for COVID-19, all of that. And uh, we might get into a Cat Osterman making a, a big time uh, team. That's pretty awesome, right? Yep. But first, yeah. I want to remind you to follow us on Twitter. I am at Pat Sports Guy. Cami is at Cami and G. Follow the show L O underscore Longhorns. Cami, we are 87 days from college football getting kicked off. Can't wait. It's slowly creeping up. Can you think of any player that wore number 87 for the University of Texas? You know what? I was just about to ask you that because I've been following some of your articles that you threw up there and not off the top of my head, uh, recently at least. Uh, who is it? Uh, well, most recently you had Lawrence Sampleton who played tight end for four seasons at the University of I Texas. I figured it was a tight end, yeah. Uh, and he played for several seasons in the NFL. He was a second-round draft pick in 1982. Oh, okay, before I was born. Now, I'm going to go even further back. Mm-hmm. The best player would also be a tight end. And Ew. that would be Hub Bechtel. Huh. He played from 1943 to 1946. Yeah, 19... he went back. Yeah, 1943, he was actually a freshman at to become a three-time All-American. Wow, that's impressive. So he was catching passes from Hall of Fame player Bobby Lane. Uh, Bechtel was actually enshrined into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1991. Interesting. What's funny is the College Football Hall of Fame has him listed with jersey number 81, but he actually wore 87. So, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of weird. But... That's what we have as far mm-hmm. as our countdown. Uh, speaking of tight ends. Mm-hmm. Texas, it's been a busy week for tight ends, it seems like. Yeah, Texas has recently given offers to two highly touted tight mm-hmm. ends. Yes, and actually one I know that caught both of our eyes yesterday was um, a four-star tight end. His name is Thomas Fedone, I think is how you pronounce it, out of Council Bluffs, Iowa. But he is actually the number one rated tight end in the state of Iowa and uh, actually the number one player overall in the state of Iowa, so that's impressive. But also the number one uh, rated tight end, according to 24-7 Sports, for the 2021 recruiting class. So um, they're obviously going after some highly touted, like you mentioned, tight ends. Uh, I mean, he's received offers from schools such as Alabama, LSU, Georgia, you know, all the powerhouses. So it's going to be kind of a tough competition to land him. But um, he's tall. He has a 6'5 frame, 225 pounds. He's an Adidas All-American. He's going to be playing a not uh, all-star game in January of 2021. His pro comparison is actually Zach Ertz. I thought that was interesting. Uh, they kind of do have the same frame if you think about it, but um, 
Yeah, I thought that was interesting, but on the crystal ball predictions, it does um, lean heavily, I think, saying he's probably leaning towards Nebraska. But I did look into it a little more, and there's some rumors that he's holding off until he's able to take more visits. So hopefully Tom Herman and um, his staff can get him in for a visit sometime soon. All right, but but you also have to think about that. Uh, Texas didn't get involved until yesterday, right? Right. So, uh, well, the good thing is uh, – in a Mike Yurcich offense, he likes to utilize the tight ends. Um, you know, he had multiple tight ends that he used when he was the passing game coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, they use, they do like to use the tight end when he was the offense coordinator at Oklahoma State. If you remember, a young Blake Jarwin was one of his guys that he got to the NFL. So that right. definitely could be a, something to watch because he does like to utilize uh, the tight end. Literally hours later. Um... It was a three-star tight end, Gunnar Helm from Colorado, actually. But his his recruiting trail has been interesting because it just recently skyrocketed in a positive direction. So he's been getting recent offers from all the powerhouse schools. And obviously, um, Texas jumped into that mix. But literally the same exact frame, 6'5", 225. So um, that'll be interesting to watch as well. Hopefully, they'll, they'll able to at least look in uh, to one of those guys or at least getting a visit from both of them. So that was interesting. He also likes to utilize the running back, which leads us into our mm-hmm. next topic. Four-star running back from Houston, Jaden Blue. But yeah, the running back one is um, caught my eye, I guess, more so because he's a 2022 running back. So um, it's a little early on in that process. But what caught my eye about that is he's kind of a smaller speedster. He's 5'9", 192. Um, but he keeps, for some reason, tweeting about uh, Texas, I noticed. And so he's obviously a huge fan of Tom Herman. He recently tweeted about, and we all know how uh, Tom Herman has kind of been leading the charge in terms of the uh, racial injustice issues and things like that. And um, he keeps commenting on how great of a man he is. And so uh, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think he would probably uh, be one of those guys who would want to stay in his home state. So he's a Houston, Texas product, and that'll be interesting to watch moving forward. Yeah, uh, and I think it's a good idea to continue to to obviously to continue recruiting those guys, regardless of the fact that they have B. John Robinson coming mm-hmm. into town, and you know, obviously you're going to need something beyond him. And and you know maybe, uh, you know after the years of Ingram, and you know if Ingram has a solid year, he might go to the NFL. Uh, you have Roshan Johnson, B. John. You're going to need guys who are going to be able to spell. Yeah, and I think Blue is kind of that change of pace type of back. So. Um, that would be an interesting addition, especially for your such offense. Absolutely. And, and like we talked about your such offense, he, he likes to use the running backs. I mean, I, I looked at some, what he was able to do. Obviously, at Ohio State, they had a feature back in, in, in Dobbins, so they only used him. But if you go back to his time at Oklahoma State, again, he used multiple. I mean, there were times where he was using three running backs to get production. Um, right. So obviously, they like to run the football. And so it's very important that they have a full toolbox of good running backs. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be definitely going to be interesting to see how that works out. But, yeah, it does seem like uh, Blue is very excited about Texas. And he, like you said, he talked about it a lot. So it leads you to believe that he's heavily, heavily – what's the word I'm looking for? Leaning. Interested, I would say, yeah. Leaning, interested. interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so real quick, we're going to get into the negative news. We got the Big Twins update. Tommy Brockermeyer and James Brockermeyer were two guys that Texas was heavily interested in and two guys that, for the 
for the most part, it seemed like they were leaning Texas. Obviously, there's a legacy there. Right. Uh, third Family generation. Mm-hmm. You know, third generation. I know their brother, Luke, is already at Texas. Uh, obviously, their dad, their grandfather played there. But it looks like that they are leaning towards Alabama. Uh, we kind of had a feeling this might start trending that direction just because we've been keeping a close eye on the crystal ball uh, predictions and updates and things like that. But yeah, I agree if um, I know it's not for sure yet, but if somehow Tom Herman were to land Tommy, especially uh, that would have been one of his uh, biggest recruits in um, a while, if not ever. So uh, yeah, it's tough, but I mean, Nick Saban's there. It's really hard to argue against um, if you put yourself in their shoes, I guess. But like I mentioned, I would still go Texas because I'm a big family tradition type of girl. I think Texas is up and coming. I think they have a solid roster. Um, hopefully they can put it together with the coaching this season. So I don't know. I'm, I wish and maybe hope. Maybe, maybe it's just rumors right now. Who knows? Yeah. I seem to think it's, it's more so how they are feeling based on what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. Uh, obviously, a lot of these players, when they choose their college, they're choosing it based on their potential to get to the NFL. And as we all know, Alabama produces so much NFL talent, it's hard to argue with them heading that way. Uh, I agree, but, but, but in Texas's case, they had Connor Williams, and obviously this year Sam Cosme should be maybe even a top 10 pick. So uh, for their particular – I mean, obviously they're both offensive linemen for those listening, but, I mean, that should help Texas in some sense. It should. It should. Uh, but, you know, we'll continue to monitor that and we'll get into that at a later time. Uh, but coming up next, we're going to get into our top 10 list here for potential next big star at the University of Texas. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. They have a increasing number of different makes, models. I can't keep up with them. There's so many that come out each and every year, it seems like. But there's so much when you need to get automotive you need to get your autom- automobile fixed, right? You got to go through the intimidating questions. You know, is your car an LX? Is it an EX? Is it, you know, the different models? And then you have to wait for the guy at the counter. And, you know, it could just take up time while you're just needing to get in and get out. And that's the one great thing about going to rockauto.com. It is a convenient self-service that you can log in, put in your model information, pull up all your parts. Uh, you know, so why would you want to go stand in line when you can do it all from home and they'll send it right to you? Go to rockauto.com and check it out. I promise you will not be disappointed. Recently, there was a 10 potential candidates become the next star for Texas football posted on longhornswire.usatoday.com. Cammy, I'm going to run through you this list here. At number 10, we got Jatavion Sanders. Ooh, okay. I like that pick. You know, he will he will be officially signing uh, mm-hmm. on the five-star. Five-star. Uh, let's talk about some guys that are current there. Xavier Alford coming in at number nine. Safe. Ooh, that's one of your pet cats or a dark horse. I, 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 yeah, he's one of my dark horses. I think that he definitely could find his way onto the field this upcoming season. At number eight, we have Jake Smith, slot receiver. One of, my, one of my pet cats. Former Gatorade player of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely a guy that you should pay attention to. Uh, another one of the guys that I'm pretty excited about, uh, number seven here is Jaquindon Jackson, quarterback mm-hmm. out of Duncanville. Number six, Alfred Collins, defensive end. Five-star, yep. 
Number five, Tariq Black, graduate transfer from Michigan. Uh-huh. He's one of the most important additions this offseason. How about another former high school standout in the state of Texas? Number four, Jordan Weddington. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Excited to see what he can do. Number three is Hudson Card, quarterback mm-hmm. from Lake Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two here is Bijan Robinson. Okay. Nation's number one running back, so he definitely should Absolutely. Be up there. And the number one player on the list, junior linebacker, defensive end, Joseph Asai. Okay. So, Cam, wow, based, based on that top 10 list there, <sighs> who is the next big star to come out of Texas? Well, okay, this is the way I'm going to look at it. So, I think the obvious choice here is Bijan Robinson. He's going to be probably the star running back, and he'll be there for a few years. I do understand why Osai is number one, just because I think he's going to have a breakout season and go to the NFL. So, I don't know in terms of um, him truly being the next star at Texas, because I think it'll kind of be a one-and-done type of thing this upcoming year. Um, other than that, I don't want to say quarterback because I'm not sure who's going to win that competition. I'm leaning Hudson card, but that's still kind of up in the air. I think whoever obviously assume Ellinger's successor is going to be the next star at Texas. So I'll put it, put it at that. But if I were to pick a random player, I'd pick Jake Smith. He just kind of reminds me of a Shipley and he's very versatile and he's quick with his feet. And I think he's most likely going to win that slot role. And we saw how powerful DuVernay was in that role last season. So um, I'm going to leave Jake Smith here because of those other reasons. You know, it seems like in recent years that whoever was the slot receiver at Texas led the led them in receiving. Right. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's the case again this year. Maybe it's different because, you know, you have Mike so Gerstis. Splitting time, mm-hmm. You know, new offense, uh, you know, where's Jordan Whittington going to, you know, where does he fit in? Uh, is Brennan Eagles going to play this year? He was the leading receiver of the guys returning last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Tariq Black. He's finally going to get to play with a competent quarterback. Uh, yeah. You know, so so there's, there's questions. There's so many questions about the wide receiver group. So, I mean, I understand going with Jake Smith, but I'm also hesitant about picking any receiver. Right. Just because we don't know. Yeah, and I guess I guess um, it depends on how someone views like what a star is. Like, obviously, I think we can both agree that whoever succeeds Sam Ellinger is going to be the next star at Texas. You could say, but um, I think that goes without yeah, saying hard. because yeah. he's the quarterback at the University of Texas, the biggest school in Texas, obviously. Uh, and then whether you agree or not, Texas is always in the limelight. So whoever's taking snaps is always going to be up there, right? Right. So I think it would be kind of a cop-out to say the quarterback. Right. Uh, obviously, you have the running back. And, you know, Bijan uh, could be your pick, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jatavion Sanders. And I, and I say that because when he comes in, I think he could potentially become the replacement for Joseph Asai at that jack position. Okay, yeah. Uh, like you know, he's, he's, he's an athlete, obviously he, he plays wide receiver, he plays defensive end, uh, there at Denton Ryan. Uh, so I would definitely say, uh, he's, he's up, he's up there for me, um, as far as who could become the next star, you know, I think, you know, defensively, there's so many guys, you know, Caden Stern's there now, Xavier Alford, um, then you got the guys who are going to be coming in potentially, Guys that are going to be announcing soon with JD Coffee, who plays out in Kennedale. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ishmael Ibrahim, who's cornerback. You know, he, you know, as we know, in recent years, Texas has produced defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not to the tune of an Ohio State and LSU, uh, but they definitely do have their fair share of guys. So those are guys that I think could potentially do it. But if I had to pick somebody, I think Tavion Sanders, because he could kind of bring back that that pass rush mentality that they've missed. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Joseph Asai is going to help that a lot this year. But moving forward, maybe it's JT uh, Tavion. Maybe he can become this year's Brian Arakpo. You know, yeah. Or, or no, when, he, yeah. when he's here. So, you know, those, I like those the are things. For that pick. Yeah. That, and that's why I'm going to go with the defensive guy. Uh, obviously, like I said, but everybody, anybody knows me knows that if I had, if I went picked on who I love the most, it's going to be Bijan. Right. Absolutely I, love Bijan. Yeah. That one's the most exciting pick, I would say. Definitely the most exciting pick. Um, and I was a little bit surprised that you didn't go with your guy, Whittington, because I know you're a big Jordan fan. I am, but uh, you know me and Jake Smith. I don't know. I just um, he was solid last year, kind of in a uh, backup role. He's uh, versatile, like I mentioned. He can return kicks if needed. Uh, I don't know. He just reminds me of a little Shipley, and you know how they uh, utilize those Shipleys in the past, the Shipley brothers, I should say. So um, I don't know. I'm expecting big things out of him. I don't know um, if they're going to split time at slot necessarily. So if that all kind of uh, diminish his stats or looks or whatever else, but I'm expecting big, big things out of him. Yeah, you definitely should expect big things out of him. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, kind of in that Shipley role, and they fed them a lot. They fed him the ball a lot. Uh, Devin Duvernay last year had over 100 receptions. So you know he's going to get opportunity should he win that slot role. Right. Uh, and, and you know, depending on what happens, you know, it could be a thing where they're playing Jordan outside. Yeah, and you know what? I thought this was interesting. I was listening to an interview with Mike Gersich uh, recently, and he's very, very um, set on finding a way to put his best players on the field regardless. So he was like, if I have to move them around, I'm going to do that. But he was like, I'm going to put my best players on the field. So I think Jake Smith and Jordan Winnington are both so good that you kind of just can't have a starter and a backup role. You can't keep a, one of those two guys on the sidelines for an extended period of time. So I think he's going to find a way to u- utilize them both. I'm just not sure how. Yeah, he's he. I think he will, uh, given his experience in in the Big Twelve and at Ohio State, and they had a ton of talent. So I think you know he's he's in that right mindset where he's going to find a way to get all of his guys on the field. And you know, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the picks there. But coming up next, we're going to get into which newcomer we think is going to have the biggest impact in twenty twenty, and players starting to return to campus. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bill Bar. Bill Bar is changing the game when it comes to the energy bar. There's so many great flavors, 100 calories, sometimes less carbs, sometimes less sugar. You know, so you're, you're getting the good parts without the nasty aftertaste, without that gritty taste, that chalky taste, the thing that makes you want to just puke. It's great. It's fantastic. So many great flavors. I had just a regular peanut butter bar this morning. It's great. I want you to go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first purchase. Get you a whole box. Get your favorite flavors or try a variety so you can figure out what is your favorite flavor. I promise you will love them. So head on over to BillBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get $10 off. Let me know what you think. Okay, we talked about our candidates to become the next star at Texas. But now we're going to talk about which Texas newcomer is going to have the biggest impact in 2020. 
So without going through a list, just tell me, mm -hmm. who did you pick? Okay, so I'll kind of explain my reasoning here. So I think the no-brainer choice is Bijan Robinson. So I'm kind of trying to stay away from that and think outside the box a little. It was tough for me um, because five-star defensive end Alfred Collins, like you mentioned, um, has the ability to make his case here and get some playing time in 2020. But um, I also stayed away from him. Uh, I'm not choosing Jordan Whittington just because, like we mentioned, um, he's kind of competing with Jake Smith right now. I'm not really sure or confident in how they will use him yet. So my choice here was transfer receiver Tariq Black. I think he was the most important addition for head coach Tom Herman and his staff, um, especially with Colin Johnson and Devin DuVernay departing to the NFL. But um, he brings a great deal of experience, knowledge, and leadership to this young position group at Texas. So I think that's crucial. Um, I think he's currently probably the best immediate option to use on the outside. And they've had a lot of success in the transfer uh, grad market recently. So that was my choice. I think he's going to make a big impact this season. Hmm. Tariq Black, that's a good one. I'm going to go with B. John Robinson. I knew you would. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, right? Uh, yeah. Now, like we talked about in previous, like even just in an early part of this podcast, mm -hmm. I talked about Mike Yersich and how he likes to use the offense and how he can use multiple backs. And, and I think it, it, it's going to take a combination of Ingram, of Roshan, of Bijan, maybe even Jordan Whittington gets some time there because obviously he was a running back. So I think he's going to get some time as well. But the thing for me is that Bijan – and, and I go back to watching him in high school and what he's able to do. I mean, you see the vision, you see the patience, you see the, the contact balance, how he can just run through contact. He can outrun people. Uh, he put up some gaudy numbers in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking like 7,000 yards rushing in three years. Yeah. I'm so, you know, he's got, he's got the big playability. Uh, you know, he's going to have, hopefully a really good offensive line in front of him to create those holes. And, and, you know, with guys like Tariq Black, Jake Smith, Jordan Whittington running around as, as the wide receivers, there's mm -hmm. so many options that there might be, you know, there might be issues for defenses when it comes oh, to trying yeah. to stop these guys, you know? And so that's why I think that when you have so many weapons like that, and you also have to factor in the fact that you have to key on, Sam Ellinger as well because mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that he'll take Legs. off. Yep, he will. He will take off uh, and then run you over. Uh, and so, um, you know, I think just with all the weapons, I think that Bijan comes in and once he gets going, I think he's going to start taking some snaps away from guys. Yeah, you just got me so excited to watch this offense. By the way, but no, I agree. I think the um, as he gets going, he's going to take snaps away. It reminds me of kind of how they. Uh, use Roshan Johnson's playing time last season. I mean, obviously, I know he had just switched to running back, but they slowly, um, he kind of got into his groove uh, towards the middle of the season and they started using him more and more. So I think that's kind of how they'll um, kind of ease Bijan Robinson into the mix. Yeah, I think they definitely will try to ease him into the mix and it's definitely going to be a big thing there. Uh, so talking about the guys coming back, getting ready for football season. Uh, football players are slow, slowly starting to return with the upperclassmen returning starting on June 8th. So that's already started. Um, they're being tested for COVID-19. Uh, mm -hmm. are, you, are you starting to get excited that, you know, the players are starting to return? So that means we're going to start talking more and more football. 
I am. I actually started getting excited when I saw Ellinger kind of share an Instagram video on a story about some of the players getting tested. And it was kind of funny. He was making a, a making a joke in a positive light about it. But uh, basically, um, they were all kind of squeamish getting that test done when they were returning. But it was just nice to see them back on campus. And I know they're under pretty strict guidelines right now. Like you have you can only come through and exit one particular entrance. You can uh, you have to be wearing a face mask the whole time. Um, you can only ride there with your roommates or by yourself. So I know it's still different for them, but it's at least a sense of normalcy to be back on campus in general. Yeah, it is. You know, like you said, it's a sense of normalcy. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, and, and, you know, they need to do the t- – did you hear that Houston – now, I, I know this is off topic, but did you hear Houston – the University of Houston is not actually going to test players until they show symptoms? Yeah, I mean, that's odd, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's weird because, like, a couple months ago, it was so hard to get access to testing. And now it seems like it's just everywhere. So why not test them? So I don't know. It's, it's, it's an odd case. I think it's odd because I think you kind of have to be preemptive with this. Right. Uh, because we know that the, and, and we're seeing it, right? Oklahoma state have players tested positive already. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Auburn, you know, you're starting to see these reports and we know that they're going to happen. So that's why I think you have to be preemptive about it because you don't want players coming in, you know, getting reacclimated, hanging out with their teammates, and then it just spread like wildfire. Right. So I think it's mostly uh, a preventative type of thing. So right. if one and person gets it, you don't want 20 to get it type of thing. Exactly. But then that's my thing is like, why wouldn't you test it? That's why I was I thought it was a little shocking yeah. that the University of Houston's not going to do it until they start to show uh, signs that they could have COVID-19. Um, right. All right. I don't know if you saw this. ESPN. Named their all-time softball team. And, yes, Texas was represented with left-handed pitcher Kat Osterman. I know. That was awesome because it was something that was even voted on by the fans. So that just goes to show that she made such a huge impact um, in her time at Texas to still be consistently voted on these types of lists. And, obviously, it was the best of all time. So uh, that's a huge honor in itself. So, yeah, I, she has to be one of the top athletes um, in any sport to come out of Texas. Three-time USA Softball National Player of the Year, two-time Olympic medalist, four-time pro champion. Oof, yeah. That about sums it up. She's got a resume. She she definitely does. Uh, and, and, you know, she was one of those players that led them uh, into, the, into the College World Series. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... It, those types of performances that make you a legend at a school. And obviously she's very much one of the beloved members of the university of Texas. I agree. And she'll continue to be, I think she was just uh, that influential while she was there. Absolutely. And now we have another former Longhorn in the news. LaMarcus Aldridge season is done. He will not be playing basketball when they start back up at the Disney complex, as ESPN has been reporting. Uh, So LaMarcus is out. 
Yeah, I thought that was pretty significant in terms of the San Antonio Spurs to have their big man go out like that. Um, obviously, the NBA season's returning the end of July, July 31st, but he was kind of having a shoulder issue um, towards the end of last year. And I guess um, he actually had it done at the end of April. So um, quite a bit ago in terms of when the media actually uh, released that. But I guess the rehab just wasn't going um, as they hoped. And so they just figured to go ahead and hold him out for the rest of this season. He'll be uh, fully healthy and ready to go next season. But it's definitely a big blow to the Spurs. Um, they're kind of on the brink of not making the NBA playoffs for the first time in, what, I think like 22 or something years. So that's pretty significant. Yeah, I think, you know, they haven't uh, they haven't been the same, obviously, since the, the days of Manu Ginobili, you know, Tim Duncan, you know, the, all those – you know, great players, the Admiral, um, you know, David Robinson, those guys have been gone. They traded uh, Kawhi Leonard and it's just, it hasn't been the same. They haven't got the same level, but you know, maybe, maybe it's a good thing that they kind of, you know, ease back into it, you know, and then come fully prepared next season to make a run at it. Uh, because obviously it's going to be tough for them already. And then the fact that their big man is now out with surgery, and rehab so that's you know unfortunate the way that that happened yeah I agree um, but at least they'll be back healthy and ready to go uh, this next season so there's that but um, obviously it doesn't do anything for the Spurs in terms of making the playoffs this season so um, I'm just glad uh, they kind of were one of the first I guess to uh, figure out that schedule and the start date and when to get everything uh, up and running again. I know it's, I think they're only playing eight games or something before the playoffs. So uh, that kind of limits if your team was struggling uh, before all the COVID-19 stuff happened, but I'm just glad sports are that close to coming back. Absolutely. You know, as, as a guy who, who enjoys watching basketball, I'm excited because I want to see Luka Doncic back out there. Oh yeah. One of, he's one of the most exciting young guys in the league. Obviously he's going to be uh I know you're more of a LeBron fan than, mm-hmm. than that, but I'm a huge Luca fan. So uh, maybe we'll get to see LeBron versus Luca, and we can have a little bet going on. If that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast, make sure you tune in to the latest edition of the Locked On NFL as they're talking a lot more sports and football as it's getting ready for training camp. But for Cammy and Patrick, we'll see you on Friday. Hook em.